Hello, everybody. Good morning, afternoon. Welcome to Ladies, <laughs> Ladies Talk, Talk Podcast. Podcast. We're so excited you guys are joining us today. Yes. Actually, it's evening. I just, <laughs> I say good morning and every every day, so. It's okay. <laughs> We're used to being early, you guys. Yes. That's just how we I are. never Ooh. know what it is, so. <laughs> Welcome. We thank you for joining us today. We're excited you're here today. Um, we're just going to talk about. 10 things Christians forget when they leave the church. Yeah, we just kind of want to, you know, it's it's just funny because one of the things I realize, you know, the more you run to God and life gets mm, busy. Yes. Even though, like, you're aware that you want to run to God, I feel like the more you want to run to God, the more that, like, things just get thrown at you. Yes. And then you just get, like, sidetracked or distracted. Yes. You know, um, right now, you know, even with me, like, I'm in, like, one of my busiest seasons and... I'm God is like at the forefront, but I do my brain gets so immersed in all this other stuff. And then I'm like, oh, Lord, I just forgot about you. And I didn't mean to, yeah. you know, like it makes me feel terrible. It's but you ask forgiveness. Yes. It's, yes. It's, really it's just bad. like, oh, Lord, my mental capacity. I just I want to, you know, have him at the forefront of everything. So we came across this list and mm-hmm. uh, we kind of just want to talk about it. And just yeah. to kind of encourage you through your week about yes. some things maybe to be aware of, yes. you know, that you're not aware of on a regular basis to just keep into your routine as you leave church as you're seeking god as you're just dealing with your day-to-day things you know and so something you can always do which just uh just just the holy spirit just gave to me is write it down yeah you know because the holy spirit's gonna nudge you but sometimes we get so in our head we just ignore that little nudge you Mm -hmm. know we think oh no i can't do that right now yeah and so we go on with the worldly things but um write down a list of I'm going to pray every hour for a minute, two minutes, five minutes. Yeah. You know, I'm going to I'm going to find joy. I'm going to do this or whatever and have a list of that way. If you get out of line, you're like, wait, here's my list. Yeah. If you're in your car a lot. Put it on your on your dash. If you're put it on your front door, put it in the bathroom door. So every time you go to the bathroom, yeah. I take a water pill. So that's often. Yeah. You know, but every time you go to the bathroom, you read that list. And go, oh, yeah, yeah. Until it becomes a habit. Yeah. Yeah. So, because that's how you form habits. Yeah, and uh, one of the things they do at the church is like we set alarms. I think it's uh, oh, like good. Luke ten o two or no Matthew ten. Anyways, so we set alarms for like ten o two. There's a verse that says, you know, pray to the Lord of the harvest. I'm talking about praying for laborers. Yes. And so, um, everyone at the church has an alarm in their phone for ten o two, and good. so that way in the morning yes. and the evening when it goes off, we pause exactly yes. where we're at and yeah. we pray over the Lord of the harvest yes. and asking God to bring in the harvest, and then we go on about our day. It's very yeah. Simple. So I think yeah. those kind of things are really cool to do to add into your routine. So that way Very you're cool. making sure that you're praying, making sure that you're, you know, doing your due diligence as yes. a believer. And this, the, yeah, this first one, I mean, I am guilty of more times than I'm there to admit. Uh-huh. Um, patience. Oh, Lord. You go to church, you've worshipped God, you've... Feeling all you've peaceful. ...done communion, and, uh, you know, you've, you've surrendered everything to God, all is well with the world, and you go outside to the church parking lot, and maybe the person parked too close to you, can't get your door open, or, uh-huh. or maybe the traffic, somebody's going too fast through the parking lot, or or even that doesn't bother, but you get out in traffic and road rage sets in. Yeah. Uh, or just somebody makes you mad, you know? I've done that plenty of times. It's like, and then I realized, why can't I just feel like I felt five minutes ago in the church? Why do right. I got to get mad? Right. You know, 
at one point in time in my life, I was telling, Lord, bless them. Bless them, God, because they need a blessing. But slowly, I'm starting to slip out of that. Yeah. But now I'm starting to get back to it. Just yeah. the other day, I thought, whatever happened to that? I used to do that all the time. Yeah. But I realized COVID came and I quit driving for a while. So yeah. I got out of that habit. Yeah. So now that I drive again, I need to get back in that habit to pray for them a blessing. That's because good. that's part of me being patient yeah. with them and, and asking God to just bless them. Because if they're having that action mm-hmm. they need the blessing yeah so yeah. That's you know so, true. so that's patience. but it's, it's it's so true you know we do feel like we have patience inside the church and yeah. then as soon as we leave it's like you're impatient or think about that person the homeless person by the front of the convenience store door like how impatient you are with them that they're even standing there yeah. you know asking you for stuff or you know, just people, any any inconveniences, any yeah. nuances that come your way. Yeah. And it's like all of a sudden you can't make room for them. Yeah. You can't find the patience to deal with them. But, That's a good you know, too. you went to church and you're supposed to be filled, you know, mm-hmm. and the patience comes out of that. Yes. You know? you know, speaking on that, I'm going to step out here just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Off, but when you see those people outside the door, mm-hmm. you know, and I've done it too. Oh, don't ask me for money today, mm-hmm. you know. And they ask me and automatically say, no, I don't have no money. But I'm going in there to spend money on whatever I want, just blowing it. Uh-huh, yeah. You know. So one guy asked me the other day, and he was real nice. He was just standing there, and he just, you wouldn't happen to have any change or anything for me, would you? And so I went in, and it doesn't matter. It's just his approach softened me. Yeah. You know. Um, but usually I'm so quick to judge. Yeah. You know. Oh, they just want their drugs or their alcohol. But who am I to judge them? What if that is something that's going to show them the act of kindness that might change their life? So when I came out of the store, I had like 75 cents in change and I gave it to the guy. Yeah. You know, so it's all I had. I had a 20 going in. I didn't have change. Yeah. And I could have just went with that and left, but I gave him the change. Yeah. And, you know, and then he said, thank you, bless you. Mm. And And the thing is, we don't have to get an attitude. It doesn't cost us anything to say yes or say no. That's right. It doesn't, you know, and, and... how how much better are we putting back into the universe and, and just to our world of mm. peace and love if we actually are like, yeah. okay, here, you know, and it's not about us deciding whether or not, you know, we're supporting their habit or what we're doing, you know, like right. there's some people I won't give to because I know they're there every week, right. you know, I know this is like yes. their lifestyle, but there's some people that I'm like, I haven't seen you before right. and you seem humble, yes. you know, and you're not like being like annoying with yeah. it, you know, like you're just out here trying to make it and you know so and not that like you said it's not our place to judge but i just feel like there's nothing wrong with putting good back into the world and it's not it's not an inconvenience to us and we act like it is so i I do too you know just uh, it depends on the day you know but and and we shouldn't assume oh they're gonna go buy beer alcohol what if they really are hungry yeah you know it's our job if holy spirit says you should have gave them that change or given them the change. Give them the change. Yeah. That's the act of kindness that might change their life. That's if they're true. gonna go buy a beer with it, that's not on us. That's true. You know, we did what we were told. That's true. So it's the way we respond to them. And and you have to remember the Bible says, you know, Jesus said, you know, when I was hungry you fed me. When yeah. I was thirsty you you know, you gave yes. me something to drink. When I was naked you clothed yes. me. Yes. These are the people that Jesus is talking about. That's right. Like it's the least of the least, the ones that we would look at and turn our nose up at are the ones that Jesus is saying like when you do these things to them you are like it's an extension of doing it to Jesus like you you're taking care of his people you're taking care of you know who he's asked us to take care of and that's powerful we have to remember that and think about this 
when COVID came, everything in this world changed. Yeah. There were people that got that couldn't get evicted, but once COVID was over, the eviction note set in, and they didn't have anywhere to get help, or they didn't know how to get help, yeah. and they didn't have jobs. So some of these people are a result of that. Yeah. They're not just out there on drugs. We right. see them every day. Yeah. There are people that lost their job during COVID. Their their wife kicked them out. Their husband kicked them out and left them because they didn't have a job or money anymore or for whatever reason. Mm. You know, not just those reasons, mm. but some of the stories I've heard. That's what right. And so they kicked him out. One yeah. guy I know, yeah. when he lost his job because of COVID and his unemployment and everything ran out mm -hmm. and he didn't have any money coming in, his wife kicked him out. Yeah. And he lives on the streets. His name is James, and he uh, comes to work often. Yeah. He used to come every day. I don't see him every day, yeah. but that doesn't mean he doesn't come. Yeah. But um, he lives on the on the streets, and in the summer he goes down by the lake, and in the winter he comes in closer to town. He's the sweetest guy, and my heart just breaks for him because he's just a circumstance. You yeah. know, sometimes there's a pastor that'll help him at a little church by where he's at. Yeah. You know, but he's he's just one of those people so yeah. there are people out there so don't assume you know their yeah. story and you know more recently a lot of the ones that i've heard are people who have spent their whole life taking care of someone and that person has died mm -hmm. and now they're just trying to find their way and they yeah. don't know what to do without that person in their life like yes. oh, there's been a lot of relocating recently for people who yes. have died and you know i work in hr so i hear all these stories as they're coming in to apply and telling me man i really need this job this is what's going on yeah you know, and I've heard so many of those lately. This one guy, you know, he's like, I've, I've taken care of, I think he said his wife the last, I think he said 13 years and she had cancer and she mm. finally died. And now yeah. he's like, I'm I'm trying to figure out what it looks like to take care of me and I got to get a job and I got to do this, that and the other. And so yeah. just understanding that these people are trying, like yeah. you don't know people's story yeah. and no matter what, like if I was out there, if, if. You know, I think about I think about this a lot because people don't realize I have a strong support system. But if anything happened to my parents, I would really be struggling because they're my support system, yeah. you know. And so I think about that. Like, what if I was in that situation? Mm -hmm. You know, who would help me? You know, would yes. people help me or yeah. would they judge me? Right. You know, saying, oh, you should have took better care of your resources. You know, you should have right. did this or you should have did that. Not understanding that in this day and age, what you make you is not good enough to sustain a family, right. especially as a single parent. In order to be okay, you have to have a two-income household. Yeah, you do. You're not going to make it off of one-income household, especially like for my circumstances. I make too much to be eligible for any type mm -hmm. of government assistance. I can't get food stamps. I can't get insurance. But you're still I in the poverty level, aren't you? But I am in the poverty yes, level, yes. and I'm making just yes. enough to pay all my bills and barely make it. You know, so <laughs> That's our wonderful world. Exactly, <clears throat> and that's what's so crazy. People don't understand. It's that type of world mm -hmm. that just gets, gets people trapped. And yes. then it's, it's like it doesn't allow you to break free. You know, you can't rise above the poverty that's right. but that's a different conversation but yeah but you just never know you about know. people and their circumstances so, you, you know. know and we just have to learn to have patience and if yeah. we came out of church why wouldn't we have patience exactly exactly so, so that's a good one i like that one yes okay the next one is let's see prayer we one of the best parts of sunday morning is the prayer being prayed over by a pastor or praying together with friends is something that just fills my heart until it overflows. But so often, our prayer life ends once we walk out of the sanctuary sanctuary doors. When we when reminded to pray without ceasing in First Thessalonians five seventeen, we're overwhelmed at the idea of spending twenty four hours a day on our knees before the Lord. 
But prayer is just a communication with God. And we can talk about anything and everything to him. And we can talk about it anywhere. A lot of my praying, I do in my car. Yeah. You know, or when I'm when I'm laying in my room by myself. Sometimes I fall asleep praying and talking to God. Yeah. But I'm talking to him. Yeah. And, I, and I still don't do it enough. And I don't yeah. do it always. Yeah. You know, it says pray without ceasing. One of my favorite scripture, or not scripture, it's definitely not scripture. One of my favorite sayings I've ever seen is that being a Christian without a prayer life uh, makes you a spectator. Woo! And, <laughs> and you just... Um, that's so good. If you're not talking to God, and I don't mean like, oh God, I have this request, or please let right. this request be made yeah. happen. If that's the only time you're talking to God, I'm going to tell you, you don't have a relationship with the that's Lord. Right. You need to you need to work I on that. I was going to say, it's a friendship. Yeah, and, and it is. You just learn how to talk to the Lord. You just learn how to ask Him about His heart. God, what is it you desire for me, God? And then even with your own struggles and stuff, you learn to take them in prayer. God, I'm struggling right mm-hmm. now, God. I don't understand this. I'm not sure which way to go with this. God, I need your help. I need your peace, Lord. Can you guide me? Can you lead me? And just learning how to communicate with the Father outside of just asking him like a genie in a bottle. God, this is what I need to happen right now. But just really asking him about him. God, what is on your heart, God? What's your concern right now in this situation, God? Mm -hmm. What's your concern for me, Lord? Show me what it is that you're seeing. Show me what it is that you want. And learning how to be in fellowship with the Father like that is a real game changer. And a lot of times I hear people say, you know, they don't know how to pray. And that's why it does stop at church because they're like, at church, people lead us in prayer. People take us through that. But then you go home and you forget that you're ever supposed to pray. And people all the time tell me I don't know how to pray. I said, start by just talking to God. And when you start talking to him, you're building that relationship. And and the Holy Spirit is going to show you how to how to. How he wants you to pray. That's right. So, but you got to start by opening your mouth and talking yeah. to God. You yeah. know, um, I have people at work that ask me to to pray for him, mm-hmm. and I tell them, you know, you know, you can pray too. Or I had one guy come up and ask me. He said, "I got stuff going on in my house. What do I do?" And I said, "Well, you open your mouth and you speak it to be gone." Uh-huh. I said, "You get you some." I said, That's "You right. can take olive oil and you pray over it. You get the Bible and you pray scripture over it, and anoint that oil." And then you go from room to room, anointing each room and praying over yep. it, praying the word of God over it. Yeah, I said that's what you do. So to get to share those things with people is an honor that yeah. I even know how to do that. Yeah. And I only know know how to do that because I've been taught about exactly. prayer. Exactly. I didn't know how to do that. I exactly. know what that way means praying over a room. Yeah. But as I grew in Christ, I got to know. Yes. Yeah. You have to pray over them rooms if you feel like there's spirits and stuff in it. You've got to pray over them. And if you get a new house or you move into a new house, why wouldn't you anoint that house? Yeah. You know, if you're living for God, you want everything into in it to be holy yeah. as God. Yeah. Exactly. You know. So, exactly. That's good stuff. And uh, so, let me see here. Get back to where I was. My phone's flipping around on me. Okay. So the next one, who? This next one, you ever heard about stealing your joy? Mm-hmm. Don't let anybody steal your joy. The mm-hmm. next one's joy. Oh, yeah. How often do we walk out to church and right away our joy is stolen? Here's an example this one gives. You get to work to see a pile of project folders on your desk, each marked with urgent, <clears throat> and 72 unread emails that somehow came in between 5 o'clock last night and 8 o'clock this morning. <laughs> Doesn't anybody sleep around here? You go to your first meeting and your department isn't hitting its sales goal and the pressure keeps rising. By the time lunch rolls around, you don't feel like you have an ounce of joy left. With the stress of work or bills or failed relationships or illness or anything else, 
It's so easy to forget that our joy comes from the Lord. Uh-huh. Nothing uh-huh. and nothing can take a single bit of your joy away from you when you place it firmly in Him. You know what this reminds me of? Okay, a long time ago, we went to Victory. And I remember my dad came to church and he rededicated his life to Christ. Yes. He came oh. to the front. He was so happy. We were yes. all so happy. It was a great day. And we went home to my Nana's house, and I don't remember, it was my uncle or my cousin, and there was a fight, and I don't remember what all happened. I just remember we went home and all hell broke loose. And do you know, remember what I'm talking about? I, re- I think I it was Joey well. or Rudy or something. Anyways, yeah, but I remember very well. Something crazy happened, yeah. and it was just like, it's almost like that's come to be expected. Like mm-hmm. every time, just the spiritual warfare, mm-hmm. every time you take like one step in the right mm-hmm. direction, it's like all hell breaks loose yeah, and then you end is. up being in this crazy situation. And you're like, where did my joy go? Because yeah. this is draining. Like nobody yes. wants to deal with this crap. And it happens a lot. Yes. And that's where you got to press into the Lord, to the Lord yeah. and not the world. Yeah. Because the joy is inside of us. And, and you just feel it. Exactly. And it's about what you know about God, mm-hmm. not about what your circumstances are here right. on earth. It's, a, you know what, I know God has me and I know I just gave him my life again today. And, and that's powerful, you know, or I know that I can rest assured I'll be in eternity in heaven. And, and my joy, I'm, I'm confident in that, you yes, know. And yes. so no matter what the circumstances are, they might be disheartening, but your joy is unmovable. It's not a happy, joy is not a happy feeling. And only a happy feeling. You can have joy even when you're sad. That's right. You know, joy is constant. Joy is in your spirit. You Do know? you remember the women's group when you were married? Yes. We Ooh, did Jesus. the revival. Oh, yeah. And I did Friday night, preach Friday night. Preach, yeah. you preach Saturday night. Uh-huh. And as soon as the service was over, I called the ladies up there because we were on fire for God. We were excited. We were happy. And I said, look, we did this. And look where we're at. Our lives are right with God. We're good. When we walk out that door, the enemy is going to come at us. We don't know what direction he's coming. We've got to stay plugged into God. I didn't even get to walk out the door. I doors. tell you what. <laughs> Go ahead, Krisha. <laughs> I was praying with somebody came up there for me to pray with them. And I would preach. And it was a great message. Yeah. And we had a great weekend. Mm. And somebody came up there and I was praying with somebody. And all of a sudden I hear my cousins and stuff like, oh, he's outside. He's outside. We have all these women on the front lawn. From the women's group, we have the pastors, we have everybody, and here comes my husband at the time acting a fool because he had my son, and he was accusing me of like uh, because I picked up the the drummer right. uh, from his house or whatever, and he was accusing me of messing with the drummer, and um, I'm like, what the heck? Like, it was just such a weird thing. And anyways, he he did he tried to attack us on the church lawn. <laughs> And tried to fight us and have my son in his hand. And, boy, that whole church came and had our back, boy. They yeah. weren't letting it go down. But, I mean, we didn't even make it off the church property and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? How that was totally God to even have me tell the ladies, yes. prepare yourself. Yeah. Because that could have went so different. Yeah. We could have all been out there fighting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you ain't Because I was about to uh, fight. Yeah. I was ready. And, and just, uh, but, yeah, you just can't let them take your joy. You've yeah. got to be prepared. That's so. right. That's yes. good. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. The next one is service. When you leave the church. Ooh. This is good. You know what? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Let me just say this because church people are sometimes... And forgive me for making this stereotype, but sometimes can be the rudest people 
You're right. Outside of church and in You're person right. and even in church, you know, they, they might be like servant to everybody else when, when people are looking, but, you know, rude to people that they're judging yes, or whatever, yes. you know. But that really, but like when you see them at restaurants, when, you, when you're at restaurants, if you go to church and then you're at restaurants and then you're rude to your waitress or you don't tip, like, right. you know, just little things like that or, you know, like, and this is something I've had to... <laughs> I've watched other people serve and I've learned how to be a better server Mm -hmm. by watching other people serve. So like if I'm in a room and and everybody's eating, you know, not expecting someone to get up and take my plate, but let me get up and pick up everyone's plate and say, Hey, are you done? Can I throw that away for you? You know, I I had a women's conference I went to a couple years ago and it was really powerful. And I was speaking, I was praying through it. uh, On the last day I was praying and I had a speaking part. And this one lady who was a, a pastor, she was a speaker here at this event and all this stuff. She came and she sat down at my table and she served me the whole time. Wow. Let me take your plate here. Can I get you something? Can I? And I was just like so baffled no way, yeah. by it because I'm like, lady, you're a speaker here just like me. And in my eyes, you have a whole church. I don't have a church. Like you're much more, you know, I should be serving you. And she didn't say anything about it. It wasn't a bit. She just served. And I was like, wow. Isn't that something? That was phenomenal to That's me. It's like sowing that seed. It is. She's teaching you. Yes. That when you get to yes. that place, it doesn't look any different. Yes, exactly. And that was so profound to me. Yeah. And that so cool. was what reminded me yes. to be humble everywhere yeah. you go. Yeah. No matter what seat you're sitting in. Yeah. Be right there with the people that you were with before. Yeah. Don't separate yourself yeah. like you can't talk to these people because right. they, you know, don't do that. You know? What's that song? Always be humble and kind. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a powerful true. Word. Always be humble and so, kind. Yeah. And this starts off with I know, I know. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's a thing in our family. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we have I know, a little joke about it. I know, I know. It says, I know. Life is so busy between balancing work, family, life, staying healthy, and pursuing other goals. We're often left with no time at all. We get so caught up in all the tasks of day to day life that we forget that one of the best gifts we can do to others is our time. Uh-huh. Here's a challenge try and serve at least one hour a week. It could be a church or the library or maybe a local school. It's a great way to live out your life as a Christian and to meet new people in the community. Plus, willingly, plus, plus, by willingly serving others, our heart becomes closer to Him. It humbles us too. It humbles yeah. us so much. Uh, God's closer to God's, and we are in communion with Him. I think what seems that seems like a great use of an hour of a week. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. It absolutely mm-hmm. does. You know, people are are people. We're people. Yeah, and you just want to. Let them know you don't see them any different. That yeah. you have a heart for them. Yeah. You have a heart like God, a heart for them. Yeah. And and that encourages me. And even now, just just let me put this challenge out for all of you guys because hearing this, I'm encouraged to do this too. But you know, when no matter what people, whether they were on your schedule or not, whether they're an inconvenience or not, whether they interrupt you in the middle of something you're doing yes. or not. It shouldn't be the attitude of, like, you're bothering me. You're coming Mm -hmm. into my space and bothering me. Right. It should be every person that comes into our lives, we have an opportunity to serve. Yes. Maybe God put me here today to serve you. How can I serve you? Yeah. And and I'm challenged by this, too, because, you know, there are some weird people sometimes that come into our job. Mm, Yep. And they got attitudes, and let me tell you something, I can get an attitude right back, and I am not ashamed of it, and I will put somebody in their place really quick. 
But maybe God put me there to serve them. Right. To to humble them. To yeah. show them. Yep. And that's my encouragement for this week. God, as we're talking about this, Lord, mm-hmm. let me learn this week to be a servant and yeah. to be humble in everything. Not that's just right. the people that I'm like, that's right. Ugh, this person, why this person got to be at my window? Yes. Why this person got I got to be dealing with this person today? That's right. I, I should have a servant's heart. I should yeah. have the heart of, of, the, of my Lord, of my Lord Jesus. So. Yes. Amen. You know, I have people ask me on the van, uh, like yesterday. So you working tomorrow? No, I'm not working tomorrow. Tomorrow's my day for the Lord. Mm. You know, that's my day that I spend for God mm-hmm. and go to church. Of course, I didn't go to church this morning mm. uh, for several reasons. So pray for my back because mm. my back has really been bothering me. But uh, this morning I woke up stuffy and because usually I'll just sit and praise God at church if yeah. my back's bothering me. But woke up snotty and stuffy, so yeah. I decided to stay home. Yeah. If I got a cold, I don't want to pass it on to anybody else. Yeah. You know, and so but. Um, I let them know, you know, I go to church on mm-hmm. Sunday. And a lot of times it'll lead to a good conversation. Yeah. Um, but these are people that are just to serve them, yeah. to just spend time with them. Because yeah. sometimes I drive them 20 minutes away, yeah. you know, and just to listen to them, yeah. to um, let them, acknowledge them and let them know their story means something, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an honor for me. Yeah. And that's a way of serving them, just listening to them. You know, I need to get out and do more probably. I don't do enough for them mm-hmm. because I don't have everything. You know, like I said, our income, we're in poverty level, mm-hmm. but we have Jesus. Yeah. And that right there takes us way above poverty. <laughs> we are not poverty level. That's true. So we are blessed. Yeah. So Ooh, that's good. Um. Anyway, so just, yeah, serving and go down to the homeless shelter and serve. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, serve dinner. Just uh, pick up their plates when they're done eating. I don't mm-hmm. know what they need help with, yeah, you know. Yeah. But go down there and see if you can help them. I'm sure yeah. they have a protocol of who can help and all that and how you do it. So Yeah, but there's sh- lots of places you can get involved yes, at yes. to do more. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, we took time to go feed them lunch. Yeah. We took time to hand coats out and socks yeah. and yeah. gloves. And just, and, and you know, and shoot, have, like they say, them emergency bags. So yes. just when you see somebody, you yes. can give them a Ziploc bag with some goodies and some yeah. socks and some... I seen you know. one lady had gloves. She had tampons. She had, she maybe even had condom with, condoms, which I'm not promoting sex. But how smart is all of that? Yep. Because things that they don't have access to. Yes, things, that, yeah. things that, that cost little money, but they don't have money for that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, and cough drops and vitamins, and, or yeah. maybe not vitamins, maybe have a pack of emergency yeah. vitamins or something, you know, yeah. Yeah. And, and gloves and yeah. socks and uh, some candy, yeah. you know, maybe, I don't know, diabetic candy or what, because you got to watch out for the diabetics yeah. out there, but, yeah. but just something, fruit maybe, you know, yeah. just yeah. something that says, hey, these are things that I know you probably do without here, uh-huh. and just bless them with. That's a service. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a service too. Yeah, so yes. So okay, the next one. Whoop whoop whoop. Uh oh. Love. Love is the next one. You know, most of us have at least one person in our life who's difficult to love. Ooh. Jesus, come on, Jesus. Maybe it's a person who is constantly making your day worse. Causing you to curse under your breath every time you see her coming or him coming. Maybe it's the neighbor in the upstairs apartment who you swear must have a nocturnal pet elephant. Or the co-worker who always takes the last cup of coffee without brewing some more. 
how quickly do we forget that we're supposed to love the people who are hardest to love. Jesus tells us in the Sermon on the Mount, but I say, love your enemies. And that's Matthew 5.44. So even if the office intern takes the last donut and leaves the box on the counter every single Friday, we will still need to show her love and maybe get to the donuts quicker than she does next time. <laughs> or buy a box buy of donuts and take them in yeah. and let's share them. And that way you got the first donut. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Now, if you're our boss or the owner of our company, you take the empty box of donuts, you put it in the middle of the table, and you put a snake or a spider in it. Fake. <laughs> Fake one, rubber ones. And so, they love these jokes. They're pranksters. And uh, we got a little rat they put in the refrigerator. And when you open it, the rat makes a noise or does something that's right uh -huh. in front of you. I mean, they love this stuff. I tell them, I'm getting too old for this. You're going to give me a heart attack. Especially when the spider's are snakes. I can't, you know. And they just laugh. And, and they love scaring you. Come up behind you. Boom. They're fun. But um, love. Love. This This is just, just in that same token about serving. This yeah. is... Yes. making me think you know about people who I complain about at work people yeah. who I'm like oh they get on my nerves like well, here they go again you know and just thinking man how much first off oh yeah I'm preaching to myself today y'all I'm, I'm doing a whole character evaluation today yes, okay yes because should. I'm like first off you we know should. why is anyone's life an inconvenience to me like what is the problem why can't I just love them where they're at and that's where I'm challenging myself right now to do better at that. You're not going to hurt anyone by loving them more. That's you right. Know? And that's, that's right. Man, that's, that's really good. Love. Yes. Love. Love. Love, love, love as love. Jesus and, did. And he says, you know, well, I mean, he, he says to, to, is it to love your neighbor as you do? Okay. It's love your neighbor as you do yourself. And, so, you know, sometimes it starts with loving yourself. Sometimes yeah. you got to learn how to love yourself. Do your actions show that you love yourself yeah and then do your actions show that you love others and that's the question we got to ask ourselves yes and a lot of people who act cruel and mean don't know how to love their self and yeah. so that's why it's a reflection yeah um that's good so now i don't know what this word means Krisha. what so here take it away okay jeez <laughs> uh, proselytization i don't know i've never heard of it but just read the story behind it and it'll tell us what. Okay, so it says Jesus was pretty clear when he sent the disciples out in Mark sixteen fifteen. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. But we sometimes cough, cough, a lot of time, forget to do just that. Mm. It can be a scary thing to talk to others about your faith. Many people are afraid of rejection or even just afraid of being in an uncomfortable situation. What happens if your daily chit chat with a desk worker at the gym turns to Jesus and then it's awkward from that point forward? No one wants that. But the real purpose of our lives on earth is to tell as many people about Jesus as possible. Granted, it's best to have a relationship with these people first, but it's time to step out in bravery and talk to someone new about Jesus. It's just about sharing your faith. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a a couple weeks ago, or no, at the end of last year, my pastor shared with us how there's somebody that he always goes to dinner with. And every time that they are any restaurant <coughs> they're at, it never fails. He's always like, hey, I was just we're about to pray for our food. Is there anything I can pray with you for? And he always asks the waiters that. Awesome. And then he said, most of the time, there's never any, like he said, he's never heard anyone say no. And the one time someone did say no, they said, no, I'm okay right now. And they came back and said, you know what? You know, now that I think of it, I can use prayer in this area. And That's so good. they were able to pray with them right then. So I've been doing that now. Like the, I'm That's trying so to be more conscious about it when I am mm -hmm. around because 
I realize I share my faith in, in, on social media. I share my faith in the context of, um, work and, um, in church, but when I'm just around people regularly, like they, how am I sharing my faith? You know, don't assume that people around here know your faith and talk about it, you know? And so, um, so I've, I've tried to get in the habit of doing that. I've just, Hey, is there something I can pray with you for before yeah. I pray for my food? Yeah. You know, so you don't have to make it awkward. It don't have to be weird. You know, just, Hey, I'm about to pray yeah. for my food. Can I pray for you? And just seeing, you know, their response in that and just, right. just giving that, getting that opportunity, opening that door to share your faith that, yeah. Hey, I do believe who God is. And I do believe that prayer changes things. Yes. So let me pray for you. That's you know, right. you know, in, in my van at work, I, I talk to people about God or I like, or I let them know that I believe in God. Yeah. And a lot of times I'll open a door for a conversation. Yeah. But if it gets quiet and they don't, or I ask them a question and they don't answer, I don't feel awkward. I don't feel hurt. I just I just say, oh, okay, well, well, let's just listen to the radio for a little bit. So uh-huh. I'll put the radio on. My radio is on Christian Station all the time anyway. Uh-huh. So I just listen to the radio. Yeah. There's nothing awkward about it. It's their choice. You don't want to talk about it. I'm not hurt. Yeah. But they know that if they do want to talk about it, that I'm there, can. you know, because yeah. I've opened yeah. that door. So yeah. I don't let it become awkward there. Yeah. And the other night when me and Al went out to eat, we were we prayed for our salad. When the mm-hmm. she brought the salad, you know, we held hands and prayed. And when we're done, we said amen. And the, the, the waitress was standing right there with our drinks. And she said amen. She didn't just drop them and go. Right, she right. waited for us to finish our that's prayer so and said cool. amen. Yeah. So that's cool. That, yeah. you know, that can that's happen awesome. too. But yeah. I didn't think about asking. You yeah. know, have you yeah. got anything? That's a good thing. That's yeah, something, yeah, it's that's really, really cool. Good. Something yeah. small you can do and just affect change. Yeah, the there's world. so many ways. So the next one is peace. Woo, woo, woo! Do you have peace at church? And when you walk out of church, you don't have peace anymore. The peace that passes all understanding. Yeah, that's not just for when we lost somebody. That's yeah. for every day. Yeah, um, I've had it. I've had it. I've literally had it and sat there and shared with Cresha the moment I was going mm-hmm. through it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what's going on, Cresha. I'm at peace, and I don't even care yeah. which direction this goes. I just feel the peace of God right now. Yeah. And I don't mean it like I don't care, because I do care. But I don't care mentally, because yeah. God has got me right now at a peace that I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. But it's such a peace. Exactly. You know, being in His presence, mm. there's peace and, and reassurance that He has everything under control. Yes. And I think about, you know, the disciples when they were on the ship with Jesus and there was a big old storm and they yes. went and found Jesus sleeping. And that's when He said, peace be still. And, yes. he, and everything calmed. Um, but this is what we do. We go to church and we have our eyes on Jesus and we're fixed on Him so everything's okay. But as soon as we leave... We take our eyes off of him because there's peace in his presence. I tell people this all the time. When I was in my marriage and I was going through the chaos, I ran to his presence because that's where I knew peace was. And what what I was also reminded is that peace isn't just in a church. Peace is in me. That's right. Because his name is Jesus. Yes. And so it's important that when I leave, if I feel anxiety or worry or stress begin to take over, that I remember that Jesus is the peace. And if I would just focus my mind on him, what's that scripture? Um, he who keeps his mind stayed on me lives in perfect peace. Mm. And I will give him perfect peace. I will give him, there you go, there you go. I will give him perfect peace whose mind is stayed yes. on me. And that's, um, and, and so understand that if you would just 
when you begin to feel worry and fear and yes. anxiety, Ooh. it's because your yes, your, so your focus goes from being on Jesus onto the things of the world. Mm-hmm. And those things are scary because there's no hope without Jesus yes. for anything, you know. Right. And so you just have to realign yourself. Put your focus back on Jesus. Be in his presence. Ask him to come and fill you. Ask him to give you that peace that passes understanding and he will. Yes. Every time. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Amen. This, I'm going to give you this example here. So, the washing machine has caused a newly formed lake in your laundry room. The phone rings, and it's your son's school letting you know he's in detention for the third time this week. And your husband walks in early from work, only to let you know he's been laid off. Life can be just so hard. And the crummy part is God doesn't promise it will be easy. In fact, the Bible frequently tells us we're going to have struggles and hardships. But the one thing God does promise is that his peace will always be available to us. That's right. It is. So that's so true and so good. I love it. Yes. Okay. The next one is generosity. Ooh. Ooh. Are Mm -hmm. you generous at church? Mm -hmm. Or maybe you're not generous at church. Yeah. But once you leave church... You're definitely not generous. Yeah. You know? Um, And even backwards, though, I've seen a lot of people be generous in the world and not in church because they have a stigma about what the church does. I I gave to these people. I'm not giving to the church. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, how blessed would you be if you could give to God's house? Yes. And and not only that, you have to understand, hey, if you're eating from somewhere, but you're not taking care of your house, you're not Mm. giving money there, you're feeding spiritually, and then you're not... You know, that's that's that scripture. Will a man rob God? Like, right. will you make? Will you really sit there and make and not make sure that the house is taken care of? Right. But then you'll go out and make sure everything else is taken care yeah. of. It's backwards. It doesn't make if sense. If you're there every week getting fed the word of God, yeah, you should be tithing. Tithing. Yeah, and that is something that's between you and God. And but, how can you just go in and rob the rob the Lord? Yeah, of what belongs to Him every week. When he's the one that makes a way for us to get the income. He's the one that gets us the jobs. He's the one that gets us the raises. You know, um, so how can you not? Now, he knows your situation. If you can't tithe, you have time you can serve. There's other ways of tithing. You have time, talent, and treasure. Those are the three things. That's right. So give to him in other ways if you can't give money. If you have money, it's important that we help support yeah, and, and generosity is a spirit. It, it isn't just about yes, money. It's about, gosh. like I said, giving of your time. Like, yes. Do you have time to offer mm. somebody that's not planned? Or, you know, do you have time to give to somebody else that's yeah. not serving your own agenda? Yeah. You know, things and, like that. Yeah, and here's something I was going to talk about, too, was leaving a tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Taking that generosity out into the world. Um, I'm a big tip lever. Uh-huh. Me too. And I'm going to tell you, you know, my husband would be like, $3 on this $20. No. Mm-hmm. No, we leave five to ten dollars. We don't. Mm-hmm. We're not just. I don't care yeah. if the check was twenty dollars. Yeah, we're going to bless them. You know, we're going to leave them five or seven. I always like to leave them a little more. And uh, also, something people don't think of because I didn't think of it until I worked there is hotels. When you stay in a hotel, mm-hmm. leave a tip on the dresser for whoever comes in and cleans it up when you leave. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that that was such a thing, but when I cleaned, I thought. Oh, these people appreciate me because somebody's going to come in and clean up after you nasty butt. Yeah. yeah you know, they're going to yeah. clean the toilet. They're going to clean the tub. Yeah. You know, they're going to they're gonna make your bed. And they'll tell them what y'all been doing in all them places. Yeah. yeah. So show them generosity. Appreciate them. Yeah. You know, because it was a game changer. And now every time I stay, I don't write. I leave them a tip. I leave them a good one. Yeah. Because, you know, you, no telling. That might make their day. Yeah. 
You know, they come in and see you left them a five or ten dollar tip yeah. when she, they're just clean twenty rooms and they get nothing. Yeah, that's right. And they come up to that one tip and be like, "Oh Lord, thank you. You knew I needed gas, yeah. uh, yes, whatever here. you needed that day. Food for the kids. At least now we can have Something. sandwiches or cereal. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So be generous in the things that you do. Know somebody has to come in and clean up after you. Somebody has to come in after you've left and do something. That's good. That's how things work in life. We go in, we do something. Somebody has to come in and do something after us and, yep. you know, and, and the people before us, they got to prepare it. So there's always somebody yeah. when we go out and we're doing something in the world That's right. that we come in contact with people that had to work to make it the way we want it. And then to clean up after we make mess That's it right. up That's doing right. what we want. That's so good. be generous, be generous to people. Um, and, you know, if it's a $200 bill, a $10 tip. That's not generosity. Uh -uh, that's only five percent. You know, it's not generosity. So, uh, be generous. Let the Lord guide you in what you do. Yeah. So, and if you don't know, do the math. It's at yeah. least fifteen percent. So, yeah. um, rest. Rest. You go to church to have to have rest, and then when you leave the church, your your mind is just restless. Ooh, that's good. Um, anyone else feel like life is just go go go, or face the consequences of being left behind? Yeah. In today's fast-paced world, you may suffer from fear of missing out. Fear. FOMO. I was That's just about to say that. It FOMO. says FOMO. It says FOMO. I don't know if FOMO. everybody knows what that means. Right, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> but what if you skip the night on the town with your friends and it becomes the night everyone talks about for years? Or maybe you're worried that your kids won't get any scholarships if they aren't in every club or on every traveling sports team. Or maybe you are working three jobs just to make ends meet. But God was so intentional with his creation. And that includes when he created a day of rest. He did, yeah. God knows we're not indestructible. We need rest. Yeah. And being a good God, he created a time to be in restful communion with him once a week. And you wouldn't want to miss out on that. So The you, Sabbath is a thing, it guys. Is, it's, it's a thing. And even, it's a holy even day. Jesus, even yes. Jesus honored it and acknowledged it. And one of the cool things I heard my pastor say is, the Sabbath doesn't necessarily mean like laying around and not doing anything, right. but like if you work with your hands on the Sabbath, take the time to not work with your hands and do something with your mind. Read, yes, you know, just spend time with family, whatever. If you work with your brain, if you're always working with your brain, he said one of the things he likes to do is garden on the Sabbath because then he's changing, he's giving his mind a break. And he's doing something different, you know. So just mm -hmm. take that. So just rest. That's right. Rest. Do something that you do is not work to you. Something that you enjoy. Something that you can really, you know, just find rest in. That's what's important. Right. For the Sabbath itself. Yes. Yeah. And this next one. Oh, my gosh. So important. Grace. You get grace when you go to church. Or you get conviction. But you get God's grace when you go to church. Yeah, you can read it because I can't read the one part that's not on there. <laughs> it says, um, as the week goes on and on, we start to become um, um, our, we start to become it's, more it's, like ourselves. We want to be perfect. Uh, we want to have perfect spouses, but we'll fall short of the glory of God. But here's the good news. Uh, God's grace is way more. Man. And if the God of the universe has grace for us. For the Bible tells us, for it's by grace you've been saved. Once we live a life covered in grace, we will find out we could use a little more grace in our lives. That's the truth. That's Man. the truth. And, and you know, one of the biggest questions, and I think it's always 
always brings us back home is okay give a little grace for yourself do you have some grace for yourself mm. and i think when you find grace for yourself you also find grace for others yeah. you realize hey i need to, to give myself a break because i'm working hard like yes. just give yourself a break and then also understand that that can be extended to others too. Give them some grace. Give people room yes. to not be perfect. Yes. Give people room, you know, to make a mistake and for you not to harbor it over their head or right. be in a death with it, you know? Yes. I, uh, when I was going to church and my husband wasn't, um, I would get so mad that he didn't get up and go with me. Right. And I would go to church and the whole time the pastor's preaching the sermon, I'm thinking, oh, that's good for him if he was just here to hear it. You know, I had all these judgments and all this. Yeah. And one day, the Lord just, plain as day, said, that was you. How can you not give him grace mm. when I gave you grace? Yeah. And I give you grace all the time. Yeah. And I just said, well, what, Lord? And he just broke me down and just... I had to ask forgiveness and repent and surrender that to him, the judgments that I had on my husband. And from then on, I started getting up and saying, do you want to go to church? And he said, no. I said, okay, well, I'll be praying for you, yeah. and I'll see you when I get back. Mm-hmm. And when I got to church, I really got fed the word of God for That's me, right. yeah. not for him. But because he started, he showed me, he gives me grace. So how can I not give myself grace? But how am I going to be so strong as to judge him? So I had to give I him grace. So I had to learn to give him grace. Yeah. And in that, it's a learning process. From time to time, Christian will tell me, Mama, where's the grace for you? You know? Yeah. yeah. You give grace, where's the grace for you? Right. And in the... Yeah. So that's that's something I learned on grace. It's powerful. So it's you very powerful. You have grace for yourself and yes. grace for others. Yes, that's you for do. Sure. So. That's for sure. Well... I hope this has given you guys some things to think about this week. And as, as us too, you it know, we're me. doing a character check. We're yes. just reevaluating, you know, our hearts and where we're at. You know, we're into February and, um, you know, we got to stay diligent in the Lord because yes. that's what it's all about. You know, everything else is temporary. When we leave this earth, it's not going to come with us, you know. Yes. so and, and, you know, you keep saying character, but there are no accidents. We are being taught about the characters. Yeah. Uh, the character of a Christian person. Uh in in my school that I'm going to. Yeah. So there are no accidents that these things come up because it's continuing to teach me on my character. Yeah. Because yeah. I learned I can get out of character, yeah. out of Christian character real easy. Right, right. And yeah. it takes me out of the person I'm not truly yeah. because That's I so truly good. am a Christian and I truly like to show people that I am. Yes. But it's so easy just for one little thing to take me out of that character. Yeah. That's so true. So That's so, so true. Stay these, character. These are good things. Stay good in character. Things. Well, shoot, we love you guys. Yes. And we hope that you guys have a blessed week. Yes. We hope, hope that you enjoyed this you. episode. Yes. And um, just stay tuned, man. We're just growing together. You guys know how we do. And we're continuing to just seek God and in, in his plans for us, his plans for this podcast and, yes. and all that he has. So um, we love you. And we'll see you next time on Ladies, Ladies Talk, Talk Podcast. Podcast.